one of the most unique podcasts on the planet. Hey, bus driver. Hey, bus driver. Hey, bus driver. The show about everything related to student transportation. If you're a student transportation professional, you found your show. Hey, bus driver. Exploring the entire school transportation universe. Talking to interesting and inspiring people, exchanging ideas, promoting student transportation industry growth, and sharing a few funny stories along the way. Now, live from Phoenix, Arizona, this is Hey Bus Driver, and this is Jason Nelson. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Hey Bus Driver podcast. Uh, Today we have new team members from uh, BusRite. If you guys remember, we've had Keith and... Uh, a couple other people on for a, a few episodes, and so um, I got a chance to see Keith and Flagstaff last month when they came to the TA conference. Uh, so he had some new new faces with him, and he's been doing some great stuff, and uh, just wanted to see about just kind of what was going on. So um, Chad's back. Chad, thank you for taking time out. I, hopefully we're not interrupting your lunch break today and your very busy day at Bus Sales. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled to be here again, Jason. Thank you so much for having me back. I appreciate you back. And then uh, Marissa Blankenship, uh, Brigham Sims, and Dima Abu Baker. Uh, I'll let you guys kind of introduce yourselves, Marissa. Maybe if uh, you're kind of the point person that I've been working with, so appreciate you kind of coordinating some new team members and being here. Welcome and good morning. Hey, good morning. I'm really excited to be here. My name is Marissa, uh, and I am a customer experience manager at BusRite, meaning that and I work with all of our accounts from the Midwest to the East Coast, um, so meaning that I am the primary point of contact for folks as they are onboarding to BusRite, um, and from onboarding to implementation, uh, my role is to make sure everybody has what they need to be successful with BusRite. Awesome. Regan? Great. Thanks for having us, Jason. This is so fun to be a part of this. As you said, my name is Bregan. I split the U.S. with Marissa, so covering that West Coast and mountain area. Also, customer experience manager. We're really just focused on delivering great customer experiences and ensuring that our, that everyone has a smooth transition to bus, right? It's been a great process so far, and I'm very happy to have joined the team. Dima, I guess I'll pass it over to you. Uh, hi, Jason. Thank you so much for having us. So I am the senior business development representative here at BusRite. I'm one of two, and we also split um, the country in half. And basically, I'm just reading out, uh, reaching out to prospects, booking meetings, um, finding out what needs to be sent over to product team, and um, sitting in on on demos. Got it. So yeah, this, this enthusiasm is impressive. <laughs> I'm to be here, man. I, hey, like Golly, I said, let's it, do this. I, I think that was part of why I wanted to to reach out to Keith after the conference and just say like, hey, you know, because they were bringing that excitement and I, you could kind of see like when you when you look back um, kind of at some more tenured people in the in the industry, like it's 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 easy to forget how exciting this industry is. And so when. Um, new faces are popping up on LinkedIn or, Hey, we want to welcome this person to the team. You know, there's that opportunity of trying to figure out like, well, why did they leave what they, you know, what they were previously doing and, and come to such a small niche, um, industry. Right. I mean, I think one of you, uh, is a, te- was a teacher, raise your hand. 
or somebody that, was from yes, okay was, marissa so you you've been you're familiar with education but um you know kind of stepped out of that into a different role to into student transportation again obviously not necessarily working as driving a bus but supporting new technology that's going to you know advance the industry you want to talk a little bit about that Absolutely. Um, so also want to like shout out to my wonderful colleagues here because they've both worked in schools in different ways. I'll let them tell you about that too. Um, so yeah, I was a, a teacher. I taught elementary school and pre-K special education. And then later on in my career, I worked as an administrator uh, for a specialty school. So a school for just students with an IEP um, or special needs. Um, we serviced their, their needs in our, our setting there. Um, so I have a lot of experience with, of course, when I worked element, general elementary, getting kids on and off the bus, making sure they had what they needed, making sure everybody was going to the right place, coordinating field trips with our lovely bus drivers. Um, my real love and appreciation for student transit came when I was working as administrator for the specialty school because uh, we worked so much with drivers, routers, and aides. My my school specialized in working with districts across northern Illinois. I live in Chicago. And we um, really worked with our routers and aides and monitors to make sure students had the services they needed on the bus, um, had all of the accommodations they needed. And I have such a deep love and appreciation for the folks who are dedicated to getting kids to and from school because it's not always easy. It is not always easy, and I feel for everybody, at least in Arizona, who's spinning up uh, school years right now. Uh, last week, most of the East Valley got started with their school year, and I think the rest of the state is about to start in the next week or so. So uh, much earlier than most of the East Coast. Usually they, I think, start after Labor Day, it feels like, um, but they also go much later. So uh, thank you for that. Uh, we'll get into a little bit about why you left that to come to this side, but uh, maybe Brigan, you want to go next? Sure, happy to. So I've been in the education technology space for a little over three years now, really focused on adult learning. So my last role was down in Australia, working in the Australian school system um, on a platform that did professional development for teachers, which was a really unique opportunity to go get to do that in a different country. And then prior to that, I worked um, at a company called Section where we focused on business education for adults who were already working full time. So it was a fraction of the cost of going back to business school. Really found myself drawn to supporting education in any way I can. Although I'm not a teacher, any way I can lend a hand. And that seems to me to be through technology. Right on. Uh, and then I think, uh, Dima, are you still there? Or did you pop off for a second? Still here. My internet's okay. a little wonky. No, so no, you're fine. Go ahead. Um, so my background is I used to be, um, I worked with special needs as well. And I also worked at an inpatient psych clinic. So as soon as I got out of college, I've been working with kids. Um, and I was a special needs TA. After that, I moved into sales and I was actually working in data storage. And I realized that I don't love data storage and bus ride kind of. You don't love <laughs> data storage? It sounds, I hate like, it. It sounds I really hate exciting. It. <laughs> Yeah. So bus right presented itself. And I realized that I could kind of like go full circle, like my, my passion are kids and being a part of um, the, the transportation system, making sure ensuring that they're getting home safely was kind of like full circle. And yeah, I found myself here and I'm very happy to be here. Yeah. So you guys have, uh, I think all of you 
kind of landed here in the last year with bus ride. Is that correct? Our last yep. last few months. Mm-hmm. So it it's kind of, um, you know, like I said, you guys have all joined, joined, you're kind of from this similar space or, or an education kind of background sort of, um, like what was the idea in, in, in no random order? What was the, I mean, just looking for something different or did you guys know keys somehow or just found this position and were like, Hey, we, you know, this is, this is something interesting that potentially I've never really heard of. Right. I mean, I talk to people all the time. They're like, I never thought about like routing software or, you know, GPS on a bus. And I think a lot of the world still has this like really old idea of what the school bus is, right. Mm -hmm. Like what they used to ride on. Um, yeah, I can, I can share my two cents. I actually, um, heard about bus ride and then I Googled Keith and I heard about him through your podcast. So your podcast was one of the reasons why I was like, okay, this guy actually is passionate and like stands for what he's doing. He's not just some guy that's starting a company just to make money off of it. So it just started with, um, with Keith's passion story. And after hearing that and interviewing with other people within the company, they all shared that same exact passion um and yeah that's why i was like okay this is kind of like where i need to be that's my answer awesome jason like you said i was one of those people who didn't know all that went into student transportation i i knew like my own experience riding the school bus every day but i didn't really know much beyond that and and i found um bus right online just searching around i was basically looking for something still in the education space, wasn't quite ready to leave, Um, wanted maybe something school adjacent, not necessarily in the classroom. And then after talking to Keith and and then Neil as well, I was I was completely bought in to to the to the mission, to the team. And I was ready to make a change. And it felt like, you know, once I met once I met a customer, it's like, yep, this is exactly where I need to be. Yeah, Uh, because not only are they really passionate about what they're doing, getting kids to and from school safely, but also very open to technology from what I've seen and, and customers I've obviously gotten the chance to work with because they have purchased bus, right? So just like the openness to technology and willing to grow, I think is really uh, something that I was looking for. Yeah. And I, I definitely see that a lot, right? There's still a lot of smaller districts and companies that are working still on pen and paper, right? And they're, um, you know, when they, I think they get those aha moments of like, wow, th- okay, seeing their buses run around on a screen or seeing their routes, uh, no longer having to use pen and paper. And just, I think the ease of use, um, you know, I've seen it in its very, in its infancy. I have, you know, and worked with a few people, um, that had it at a couple districts here. They've shown me, you know, some of the stuff that it can, and you know, that can do, um, but like I said, it's, it's really been interesting and, and exciting to watch Keith's journey from when he, he reached out to me in 2020, like in the middle of COVID and was just like, Hey, and I'm, you know, again, on LinkedIn, you get people that try and connect with you all the time to try and pedal stuff. I'm like, who is this guy? Right. So, um, after a few conversations with him and having him on the show, definitely, you know, seeing that he's stuck with it and, and the rest of the team that he's brought on, it, you know, that's, that's a true testament to what you guys are doing there at bus, right? So appreciate you sharing that Marissa. Yeah. I, I think 
in a lot of ways, my story is similar to Dima and Regan, where, you know, I wanted to make sure I was working somewhere where there was a, a place full of absolute passion for what we're doing. Um, you know, transitioning away from working in the day-to-day, like, school-based is was really hard because I spent a long time uh, learning how to do that and, and gaining the skills needed to do that and, and just a lot of passion I had devoted to that space. Um, when it was time for me to go, it was time for me to go for personal reasons. Uh, just the humdrum of the school day, as you well know, working in the transportation industry can be very trying. And so for, for lots of reasons, it was time for me to work in a school adjacent position. Um, and I wanted to make sure I was working somewhere where people really loved what they were doing. And I also knew from those years that I tran- coordinated transportation for students in special education, um, I, I had just gained this knowledge base of w- what it means to get a student uh, with uh, extra needs throughout the day, whether those be physical needs, whether those be emotional or other needs um, on the bus and routed and um, everything that goes into that. Um, so I learned about students taking taxis, students taking small buses, students taking large buses, right? Um, making the event of transportation, all, all of those things I, I had become quite familiar with. And when I actually saw this put posting on LinkedIn um, and I, I wanted to make sure it was just the right thing. So I did some research on Keith and, and everything that he's posted and um, I decided to apply because I knew it would be right for me there. Awesome. Chad, you got anything? I know that you're not in routing sales, but you're in bus sales. I mean, it sounds like I want to get into routing sales. It sounds exciting. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sold. It's yeah. an app. Well, and I think that it's interesting because, you know, the, you guys have kind of a GPS portion that obviously goes to the bus side, right? So um, do, you, do you get an opportunity to work with vendors in that aspect or – like put the customers in touch with their their bus sales people to m- kind of close the loop on that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, typically they, they have a pretty good idea of what they want. Yeah. I want to zoom back. Think other fifty buses use whatever. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're kind of cutting in and out, but it's fine. <clears throat> yeah, no one listens to me anyway. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, we we put them in contact. I I try to push when I see someone having success. When I see school districts having success with a certain, whether it be an AC or whether it be a router, GPS, whatever it is, and someone, I hear someone kind of discuss they might be looking for something different or they're not happy with what they have. I definitely push them in the direction of you know a couple of different options and try to put them in contact with the the uh, sales rep from that district, but. Most everybody pretty well has a good idea what they want to do on the GPS side and the router side. I mean, they but then they think they do and they get into it and they hate it. So that's the then you talk about well, this school district's having success with this and this. You might talk to them. So usually I put them in contact with other school dis- districts before I put them in contact with the the company, just because if they have bad luck with them, I don't want to be the guy that <laughs> told them to go with it. You know, sure. I mean, talk to this school, get their experience. You make your own decision. This is all I can tell you. So, yeah, we, we try to we try to do that because we have to do the POs and purchase it and install it and all that stuff as well. So, for the bus ride team, have you guys run into people? Maybe maybe this is more on the I don't know. Maybe it's not on the sales side. Maybe it is more on the implementation or the customer support side. But like people that 
that get it because they think it's a good idea, but then you're met with resistance from some of the people that actually have to work in it. And like, how do you, how do you get them to see the light that this is a good thing? Regan and I, I'm sure we'll both have experiences <laughs> there. Um, I mean, I think, right, like transportation and student transportation does not just exist with one person, right? There's, there's a team of people. Um, if your child rides a bus, there's a, there's a team of very dedicated people making sure they get to and from school, from the very hardworking secretaries and assistants in the front offices who answer those phone calls and ask, answer parent questions to the transportation directors and fleet managers who are in charge of uh, the mechanics of the buses and making sure they're safe for your child to get on. Um, all the way to backing up and zooming out all the way to us who are making sure that that software <laughs> works well and everybody knows how to use it. Um, that is to say that also those teams are not a monolith, right? The person who who has bought it, you know, is sometimes really excited. And then sometimes we have folks who've been driving a bus for 35 years and know those routes like the back of their hand. And, um, you know, um, just aren't as familiar with using technology. So the idea of why are we bringing in technology to, you know, to do something that I've already been doing uh, can can feel not great at first, right? And it's really our role to make sure that we are working with the whole team, not just the transportation director, to talk through some of that. I want to pass it over to Bregan so she can talk oh, about we, her experiences there so too. We, <laughs> on the bus side, I've heard directors like, well, I've always done it with a pen and paper and a map, and it works just fine. It's like, does it? How about you compare? How about you get one or find one, plug in your information, and see if you're efficient? Because I got a feeling you're going to get beat out by the computer system. I mean, I get you're great, yada, yada, but come on. Do you, <laughs> it's time to move forward. Like, let's retire, yeah. let someone else come and do We're something. We're living in the 21st century. Like, it's time yeah. to oh, yeah. automate some things. Throw the rotary phone away, toss the flip phone. <laughs> Let's move on to get off the map. I think it's easy. It's easy when you see it and it clicks. You know, you have that aha moment. I think you mentioned that earlier, Jason. Like, yes, the idea of technology can sometimes be a little bit scary or daunting or just unfamiliar or like, you you know, you you know this route like the back of your hand. But the idea, it's, it's easy, a little bit easier, I find, at bus, right? Because usually everything we're doing is to back up the driver, you know, when mom and dad calls and says the bus was going 80, it's like, well, now you can show that the bus wasn't going 80 down, down exactly. 25 mile an hour yeah. road. So usually I think what helps is one scene in an action. And, and another thing that, that I've heard from a lot of schools that are a little bit more hesitant, you know, they have drivers who have been running the same route for 20, 30 years. But what I hear is when, what about when subs come in and they do not know what the yellow mailbox is or the red the red house with the crazy kids, yeah. you know? So, so there's this like really big opportunity that technology can support with, with, with staffing and with those subs who, you know, are hesitant to drive because they don't know an area. So I find that once you can get someone in the product, actually using it, that ease of use, the simplicity, and then, you know, the ways that it, that will help drivers tend to work, tend to um, make everyone feel a bit more comfortable from business managers to, secretaries to drivers yeah. and everyone in between can i tell you a quick story bait on the yellow mailbox <laughs> so he had the ma yellow mailbox out in front of his house no i don't but it's, it's <laughs> it, there's no yellow mailbox in the story jason it's just i'm just saying it reminded me of a story back years ago when i was in the oil field 
I was working roust about what your crews that hook up oil and gas wells after they've been drilled into pipelines. And the owner comes over and told me, like, I need you to take this truck. You need to go to this location. And I was new to it. I hadn't been there long. I'm like, I don't know where that's at. He's like, oh, go down Barbie Road. Okay, it's just a road leaving the small town we're from. So go down Barbie Road. Go around the curves. You'll take the second curve. Get to, I think, the second right dirt road. Take a right. Go away. Barbie Hay Barn used to be turn left. I'm like, where it used to be, it's not there anymore. He's like, no, it's not there anymore. But where it used to be, you want to turn left. I'm like, I have no idea where the heck this barn used to be. Like, is it, is there a sign or something? He's like, no, no, you you know where it's at. I'm like, I don't know any, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. So the guy was giving me directions based on where a building used to be is no longer there. It's an empty field now. Out in the middle of nowhere in a pasture. I have no idea where to turn left. I'm like, all right, well, I'll try to figure it out. And I had to end up stopping asking some farmer, like, where'd the Barbie hay barn used to be? Oh, it's over over there. Like, okay, thanks. But so, yeah, it would have been nice to have something like this back in those days. It's Yeah, I definitely – and it still happens. I mean, st- like you guys said, it still happens today that you would think that's stuff that people would say 30, year, 30 40 years ago, and, and it's still turn left at the second house and – you know, but how do you write that into the software or the map in order for people to, you know, to see that on their rights and lefts or get it from a tablet that says direct, you know, directionally, this is where you need to be stopping. So, um, you know, I guess if you want to we, talk to that, go ahead. Yeah, we and we absolutely can. This tool was created to capture like the deep and detailed local knowledge of bus drivers and of transportation staff, right? So we have functions like uh, something called a custom label override, right? So there might be a street address for a barn, like the one you were just talking about, Chad, or for a, a, a water tower. And we may not know what the street address is. Your driver might see that pop up and say, what's that? Um, when we're doing our routing, you can override that address with words like the water tower or, or the old barn, right? Really? And that's, uh-huh. That's cool. And it'll route to that location, to the address on the map, but what the driver will see and what anyone will see when those routes pop up is that information instead of the actual address. So things that are made to capture that local knowledge, um, we're just a tool to help support that, not um, come in and change any of that. So you could put the old Barbie hay barn on there and people know where to go. <laughs> the the non-existent Barbie could. hay barn like that? Where the old where the old Barbie hay barn used to be. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. That's cool. So how has the I guess your guys transition and then working with, you know, these people and seeing success stories, how's that validated kind of the I guess your decision to to come to bus right? I think that plays one of the biggest roles as to why we're doing this. Cause when you go to these conferences and you meet these customers and people like you and, and potential customers and you hear their stories of like how bus, right? Like we have one customer named Shauna who said bus, right? Changed her life. And um, yeah, it just, it, it attaches a face and a story to the product that you're selling. And it makes you like 10 times more passionate about it. Like I've never in my life ever said that I love my job. And after going to these conferences and connecting with the people that we work with and seeing like the direct impact that it's making, it makes you genuinely appreciate what you're doing. I agree to that. Brigan, 
have you had a chance to, to get out to these conferences yet? Yes. I went to uh, the Idaho conference and I was blown away. I had the best time. I really didn't know what to expect, you know, showing up. And, and a lot of my customers are in Idaho. So there was a lot of me, you know, getting to go from email and virtual to actually meeting, hugging, laughing, you know, go, you know, hanging out with, spending time with the customers and the passion, the kindness, honestly, some of the just like blunt, funny stories that we've heard about being in the transportation industry were, were really fun for someone who is, is newer to this space. And, and also like Dima said, not to sound like I drink in the Kool-Aid, but putting a, putting a name to the emails and the questions that you're getting, there's nothing better. I feel like uh, with a lot of the customers I've met, we're more connected and I understand more about their community and their, their roads, to be honest, after, you know, spending time with them, which I think really helps. So I'm going to try to get out to as many customers as I can through going to bus driver trainings, implementation meetings. I'm going to try to get out, especially in Washington, Washington customers. But beyond that, I think the more time we can spend with them on the roads, even with the product and the buses, the better off we'll be. Yeah. And I think that's a a key piece of of really getting out there, even just as a router, just having been a router, um, having been a bus driver, getting the opportunity to go and see what you like the routes that you draw and then go out and actually, you know, experience them and say, yes, this makes sense. Or, you know, it just gives you the ability to kind of immerse yourself as a bus driver for a minute and see not only the product working, right. I think that's the, that was one of the key pieces is like, okay, from this idea that you see at a conference booth, right? And you're like, nah, I don't really know how it's going to work in a bus, but then taking it and having it installed in the bus and then going out to go see it, um, you know, I think that that really kind of seats everything, if you will, to, to, you know, people to believe in the product and and just the technology and where it's come from, right? I mean, the last 10 years, it seems like, school transportation technology has grown exponentially, you know, in the, in the camera industry, there's, you know, we're no longer using VHS tapes and the big, you know, bulky, um, cameras, GPS has been added. Some of the other telematics opportunities that are out there. Um, you know, I think those are all just a testament to people that are realizing that student transportation is a serious business, right? It's not just, leaving it to the manufacturers of the school buses, nothing against Chad and, you know, what they do. That's the, that's the mm-hmm. key piece of what it is, but there's so many other opportunities, Wi-Fi and, you know, just whatever else that's really shaping the continued experience, not only for drivers, but for students on the bus as well. Wait, did I just miss you insult me? What did you say? I didn't say what? anything. I just, I was saying that there's no now all these aftermarket what? key pieces that are coming to the bus. Oh, Maybe yeah. you should check your connection. So why would you bring me up in that? I agree. Uh, okay. Well, I'm glad that you agree, sir. I'm sorry, guys. I'm, sometimes he gets feisty. I haven't eaten yet. I'm getting hangry. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, so does any, either of the other two of you guys want to talk about just conference season and your, your experience and kind of getting out in front of customers or – um, maybe you haven't been exposed to conferences in the past. Just what that what that seemed like. I know Dima was here in in Arizona, but I just following kind of the the LinkedIn group it seems to you guys have been busy this summer with you know getting out in front of people, traveling quite a bit. 
yeah, it's been a it's been a hectic conference season, but honestly, so rewarding. Uh, it was like every other week I was traveling, and every conference was like very different than the next. Um, and yeah, I, I touched on this before. It's just the opportunity to meet people live um, just just makes it so much more worth it. But you just have to be on top of all the work that comes after because there's a whole lot of follow up and a whole lot of um, staying organized and being on top of your stuff. But it's just really cool to experience how every different state treats their conferences differently. But at the end, they all have the, the same the same thing that they're trying to get to, which is give a voice to transportation directors and bus drivers. So um, for me, it was awesome to witness that and to be a part of that. Yeah. And I got to go to Grand Canyon in Arizona. So <laughs> shout out to Jason, your hometown. Yep. <laughs> it's quite a sight, quite a sight for sure. It's beautiful. So I, I got to go to Idaho with uh, Ms. Regan actually and, and Dima. I actually yeah. met these guys in person there for the first time. Uh, which was really fun. So it was fun to meet our team there. But also, um, you know, I, I actually uh, don't have any customers because Idaho's on the West Coast and I'm working with the Midwest all the way to the East Coast. But what was really exciting was one, to see somewhere where we have um, customers who keep coming back to Bus Right and keep choosing us again. And it was very fun to see their passion uh, for the program and then also um, seeing folks experience it for the first time. A really great thing we got to do at that conference and that we're aiming to do again, hopefully next conference season was a ride and drive. So we got to ride on a bus filled with transportation directors uh, and of course our team that was uh, using bus right to do some navigation. So at the conference, we built a route in Boise uh, with the transportation directors in the room, showed them how it worked. And then we got to actually go on the bus and um, follow the navigation and got to see everybody and experience it for the first time, which was very fun. Yeah, sounds like a good opportunity with uh, Chad and his team to, they were doing ride and drives on their buses last school or last conference. I don't know that we had time to do it this year, but, um, but also we ask all the vendors to provide transportation on our bowling night. So everybody gets an opportunity if they don't want to, if they don't want to drive, they get to ride the bus over to the bowling alley. So it gives them an opportunity just to, you know, see what new buses look like. And um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's always a good experience. And I think, again, just probably takes back to that aha moment, having those directors in the room where they get to see how easy it was to build a route and then literally take a tablet out to the bus and watch, you know, it drive around kind of like you would watch your Uber food or your packages show up to your house. Right. So um, kind of cool. But Chad's being quiet. make me nervous. What do you guys, um, you know, just what are you excited about right now as far as like the kind of the direct, not necessarily direction of the software, but like without giving us the full exposure to, hey, here's all the, you know, the keys of the kingdom. What are some exciting things that as you've come on that you're you're excited to work with customers, not just about the experience, but like, hey, this is this is a cool feature that Busrite has that we're, we're realizing that people are um, maybe more excited about than they than we thought they would be. How's that? Great question. I can I can kick it off. I think one of the neat things I'll say about bus ride is because we're growing so quickly and there's just this team that's, you know, super forward thinking. One of the neatest things I've observed is that pretty much every feature has come directly from school districts. 
So it's not bus right just coming up with ideas of what we think is a good idea or basing it off of what we've seen other technologies in the space do. Almost all the features that I've seen, I, you could say, oh, that was from Pocatello or that was from, you know, a school in Arizona or, or what, what have you. And so I think a lot of the advancements that are coming are based on what, what tech, you know, our uh, transportation directors and bus drivers are asking for. I think some really interesting things are happening with pre and post trip. Um, I think field trips are huge right now. And so, you know, trips coming down the line. Um, but really, there's been a lot of small hits that BusRite has has added into the platform that just make things just a little bit easier. And I think we always forget about that when we think about moving forward in technology is, you know, how can we easily send an ETA to a kid's parents, you know, updated ways or, or whatever it might be. But there's a lot of big things coming down the pipeline, but there's also a lot of those. I really need this right now before school starts. Is this possible? And seeing if we can integrate that into bus right before, you know, August 4th or, 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 you know, when school starts. So I think that's that's one of the most exciting things about bus right is that we're not just thinking about these big advancements, but we're really focused on keeping that ease of use, simplicity and some of those smaller hit items. Which I think makes it very um user-friendly and and a reason why a lot of these districts that are going you know that are moving to the platform are are interested in it and are finding that it's it is easy it's not as time consuming as some of some of the other routing platforms i mean some of the big the big players are very um step oriented right you have to do all of these steps and all of these things talk to other areas and so when you're a small department and you don't have the resources to step away and spend all day routing because you're too busy handling operations or you're driving a bus or so on and so forth i think those are the the nice things and the fact that you guys like i said are um or that you said you're listening to the customers and kind of allowing the platform to be built by the customers essentially right hey this would be a good idea or hey this is um you know something that we think would be helpful and um i know uh one of our other colleagues Cruz, and i both we've had those conversations with keith kind of early on like hey this would be something that would be a, a great feature for districts because we you know we kind of lived in that routing aspect for a while mm -hmm. so um you know it's very it, it it does it's a testament to you know to the organization to to listen to the customers and continue to build kind of what them you know what they want so definitely i dig that sorry i've been gone i hope nobody asked me a question nope. i was on a phone call sure didn't but thank you sir good not that yeah, it'd be unusual for you to be calling out my name and <laughs> i wasn't present <laughs> I heard, I heard, I heard the gist of it, right? I heard like, uh, anyway, move on. Go ahead. So I didn't really. I was gonna make up something, but then that sounds stupid because no, I don't. Yeah. I didn't so really hear a lot of what you guys were saying. I was on the phone. Thank okay, you. go ahead. Yeah. Moving forward, and everybody. Bus Hill stuff. We're doing great. We're yeah. doing great. Anybody want to add to uh, that last question? If not, we can. If I knew what it was, I'd add it's, something. It's all good. It was more about just why why you continue to be excited or what you're excited for in in school bus routing software i i can answer that okay please do i have no, 
I have no experience because even though my son goes to the largest district in the state and rode a bus for two years, and now he's not going to be riding a bus, um, they had none of that. So I couldn't follow where my kid was at. I had to follow it using his phone, like, hey, are you on the bus? Yeah, I'm on the bus. So I had no idea if he was on the bus, if he made it home or any of that. To the point one day, he missed the bus because he had to go talk to a teacher. I was out of town. He didn't have a ride. So he decided he would just walk the three miles or four miles home and strolled into Kohl's and looked at some shirts and then went into fries and got a snack and some food and got home. Like I beat him home. It was like, I don't know, five o'clock or something like that. And I was like, dude, where are you at? He's like, I'm walking up to the house. I'm like, where have you been? Oh, I walked home and I stopped by fries and got something to eat and went into Kohl's and looked for some shirts. And like, you should have probably told me that that was happening. Had we not had they had bus right, or one of those systems, I would have known my kid was not on that bus. I didn't know. So I'm excited that every bus will eventually have something similar so parents can know where their kids are at and that they made it home safely. How's that? Everybody that good? I think that it's almost interesting that it's not a requirement yet. You know, not that you're going to see exactly where the kid gets. You can see where the student gets off, but where do they wander afterwards? I think, you know, so many of them have iPhones or some other type of phone that you can, you know, track your students' whereabouts, whatnot, but that's not not what you guys or what we do here, essentially. Um, I think that, but it is nice to say, yes, your student boarded, no, your, you know, or yes, the bus came to this bus stop. Um, do you guys, do you hear from a lot of customers that have it that say, wow, this is really scaling back on the amount of phone calls that we get um, maybe at at meet the teacher time or back to school time or even in the afternoons um, I think do you, or do you guys have a feature where you can where the parent can call out the student in the morning to where they don't have to like the bus doesn't have to go by their house if that's a I think that was a feature was coming to be a feature maybe yeah that'll be coming down the line um and is you know something our team is talking about all the time. But yeah, we hear a lot from transportation directors, even just in the summer, right? Like school hasn't even started for many of our clients. I would say what, bringing 80 to 90% of them, school hasn't started yet. Yeah, and still I'm hearing that, you know, hey, I spent less time in the office routing. I didn't have to use nearly as much paper. Um, and our team will also train the drivers on the driver portion of the app too, right? So we're taking that piece away um, and off the plate of those busy transportation directors and staff that work in that office. Um, so we're, we're giving folks more of their summers back, um, at least trying to, and during the school year as well. So I've, I've got a few districts, one Jason is aware of, that, and Jason, tell me if I'm wrong here, that they're getting into these type of systems, the routing systems, whatnot. Some of them are getting away from the old ones they used and they weren't using them efficiently, um, partly because the routers just didn't like it. They just didn't care. They had six kids on a, on a 70 passenger bus and good enough, whatever, you know, I mean, because it made their job easier to go that route. So the fact that you guys come in and train, I'm sure others would as well, but the fact you guys come in and train these people to use the system efficiently, I believe one of my districts, so they, they freed up something like, I don't remember, 20 some buses just working with their routers to like, this isn't going to work. We have to do it better, more efficiently. We can do this, this, and this. And they freed up 20 some buses, 20 some drivers, because now we're efficient. 
and you guys coming in and working with these people to teach them this how to use the system is, is definitely going to be huge but my question is have you run into people that are reluctant or push back or you find out a month later they're not doing it the way you told them to do it and they're just using the system to plug in their old ways of doing things. I mean, is that a situation you run into? Because I see that happening more and more because I've seen quite a few routers and they're not, you know, not all of them. I've seen a handful of them that, you know, they're stuck in their old ways and they don't care what you put in front of them. They're still going to do it the way they've always done it. Is there a way to get around that also? So two-part question. You run into those people. How frustrating is it when you do that? How do you address it? And is there a way to get around those people half-assing it, if you will, excuse the, the term, but and just kind of plugging information and still doing it the way they've always done it. And the school district doesn't know that they just wasted a bunch of money. Anybody? Somebody take it. Yeah, okay. So I would say, be, again, <laughs> I would say there's not really a right or a wrong way to route invest, right? Um, again, I, I said it a little earlier, uh, because we're really designed to capture that local knowledge right with those custom label overrides you can route um a bus like one single bus at a time where you're looking sort of at the zoomed in version of a single route and looking at the actual addresses of where the bus is starting and stopping those via waypoints maybe of if i need a bus to go down a certain road because i know you know jones road won't fit my bus you know looking at that right and then zooming out and looking at multiple routes at once um, and then consolidating from our multi-view tool. Um, I would say because we have those two views, there's really not a right or a wrong way to do routing in bus, right? As long as you are happy with how the bus is going, right? The bus is starting where you needed to start, stopping where you needed to stop, and going to all the places it needs to along the way. I would say there's not, like, there, there is no right or wrong. Bus right is how you want to use it, and, and we're here um, our team is here to assist your like any transportation team in the implementation. But it, but it's, it's, so does, does it does it not take some input from the routers though? I mean, to, to input the information correctly somewhere, right? So yeah, I definitely the like addresses need to be entered correctly, right? And sometimes we're going to have to move a pin, right? So in rural districts like rural Maine or rural Texas, which are two areas I'm working in right now. Um, you know, we may put an address into a um, location and that pin may drop in the middle of a farm because technically that is the the address, right? Um, and that comes, that, back to the, that comes back to the water tower conversation, which... Right. And some of that is us teaching the routers, you know, hey, grab that pin, move it towards the road because that's where our GPS is going to route the bus to go. Um, and, and and those pieces, I think, require a little bit of, of teaching and learning. But I don't think, you know, it's hard to be wrong. Eh, I think there's people that could prove you wrong. I'll see if I can find one. I'll have them contact you. <laughs> yeah, good, good question, Chad. I also think one of the things that what I've seen, you know, when people are like a little bit more reluctant, is it also if your school is launching, your district is launching the parent app, you need things to be great in bus right so the parents see everything correctly. So yeah. I think if you are launching the parent app, there is a little bit more uh, effort and energy that goes into on the router side to making sure that's exactly what it needs to look like, opposed to some districts that aren't aren't launching a parent app. They're just using it for routing and, and GPS. But I definitely think when it comes to that parent app, you want everything to look right so you aren't getting more phone calls than you were getting before because the goal of that is to take that away. So that's where a little bit of that extra effort might come in. 
and where our team might lend a little extra help and hand to get that. So I had I had a district. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh no, you're good. I'm done. Take it away. I had had a district. Had another system, a different system that, by the way, I will say sounds very complicated. Uh, They were so unhappy. They sued the this company to make them come take a hundred and some of those systems back out of their buses because they never worked properly. But hearing through the grapevine, through the administrative side, that it wasn't necessarily just the system. It was also the district that wasn't plugging in information correctly, and they could never get on the same page. It was just a disaster, and it was a ton of money. I mean, they they dropped a huge amount of money putting this in all their bosses just to have to basically never be able to use it properly. And then uh, it was a year or two later. Jason, I don't know if you know the story, but a year or two later, finally took him to court or got lawyers there and uh, then come to find out it, it was kind of both sides, but that's where you guys come in, right? To say, you can't do it this way. You have to do it X amount. You have to do it this way. You ha- I mean, obviously I'm sure that's a pain occasionally. Uh, yeah, Maybe not. Maybe all the people are super happy to see you and they all do it exactly how you tell them to do it. I found that hard to believe, but no, I can, okay. def- I, and I can tell you that there's a lot of it de- departments that don't play nice with, new technology that's being brought in um uh, a lot of the struggles that happen on the you know address verification during student um enrollment and all of that like there's a lot that um to your guys point that there's a lot that needs to that what is the adage dirty data in is dirty data out if the if the verifications and validations aren't happening then um, it's not going to roll out the way that it's intended. And I think the harder part is that, and you guys might not see this, but in traditional transportation, there's boundaries, there's um, you know enrollment boundaries, walk boundaries, so on and so forth. And then now, because schools are fighting each other for enrollment and um, you know we have open enrollment here, there's a lot of parents that bring their kids in from outside of the districts into a district they enroll them and then they expect to get some type of busing and so um that really tests softwares because they don't they're not made for what we would call additional rider exceptions or you know things of where normally you would just enroll a kid they would get on a bus that lives in their you know that goes to their neighborhood Um, but now when you're adding additional students onto the bus that don't necessarily belong to a community within the school district that makes it a little bit more difficult to figure out how to engineer the software to accept and talk to parent apps and so on and so forth. Dima, are you still with us? Hello? I'm still here. Yeah. Oh, any input on any of this stuff? You've been quiet. I've been listening. You guys are talking a lot. Um, I think... (laughs) Um, Marissa and Brian are more in charge of customer success, so I don't really see what happens afterwards, but it's nothing that I've ever heard of that's came up, um, since I've been there. So I think they mostly got it covered. So, so what part do you play in all this since you said they're more involved in the customer yeah. success part? So I'm, at the initial stages, I'm, I booked the meeting. So I'm reaching out to people, going to conferences, meeting people, following up with them, uh, pitching uh, bus right briefly, just you know. But, uh, so you deal with like paying about kid. people like me then. Yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> hey, it's okay. I enjoy my job, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. No, I'm setting them up. So I bring them in, and then they they do the magic, and they make sure that they continue 
being happy customers. Build saying you set them up, they knock them down, right? <laughs> Regan so and I couldn't do what we do if if Dima wasn't there on the front lines, uh, like spreading the message about bus rights. Yeah, and I think we can say that about the entire team. We all work collectively together and we wouldn't be where we are without each other. And everyone, I think, has a, a really important role that they play. So if we wanted to set up like a like a, a customer appreciation day and bring in some vendors to talk to different customers or just a meeting for us internally for our, our sales department, would you be the person we talk to out here in Arizona? Yeah, it would be so Connor and I. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. So what are you guys, what are you guys most excited about um, as far as like technology continues to advance in student transportation? Like what's your, uh, you know, kind of obviously short-sighted and what you see now currently in your role, but just in general, kind of maybe what's been shared or things that you see at a conference or you're like, Oh, I had no idea that that was even a thing for school buses. What's something that you're, you know, that you're excited about to kind of see the future of transportation? You know, there's so many vendors at these conferences and I wish that I had the opportunity to walk through, but I'm always so swamped when I'm in there that I don't get the chance to see all the different, um, uh, all the different tech that's out there. But a few things that I did see was just the LED cleaning systems of how to like have zero emissions when you're cleaning a bus and how to make it safer. And I'm sure that came out after COVID. Um, but I think just the fact that this ind industry is getting the attention that it deserves, I think that's what I'm most excited about to see where we go with it, you know? Yeah. Um, and to be part of it and to be at the forefront of it is is an awesome, an honor. I agree for sure. Jason just asked that question so he can bring up automate, like, you know, driverless buses. He has that question all the time. Oh, I'm wasn't even going to bring it up, but go ahead. Oh, me? Or, exactly. Oh, yeah, sure. So, sure no, sure. I, I agree with her. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly with what she said. I mean, just, you know, we talk about collision mitigation. Why was a school bus not one of the first things to have that instead of a, you know, Cadillac? I get why. It's a rhetorical question, but collision mitigation, we're working on pedestrian alert, you know, to integrate into the collision mitigation Again, kids walking across the street in front of you in a school bus, they'll be able to recognize and stop the bus, keep from hitting the child. So just there's so much technology out there that is starting to get into school buses, and I'm excited as well. I mean, especially on the safety side. Definitely. That running up 45 mile per hour on a parked pickup, and it stops itself before it hits the pickup, it's a pretty surreal feeling because... I'll be honest, the first time I did it, I'm like, God, come on, it's going to hit the pickup, hit the pickup. Like, I wanted it to hit the pickup, just be like, oh, fell, this is bad, because I wanted to see it, right? I wanted to be, <laughs> I know it sounds weird and sadistic, but I wanted to be in the bus when I hit that pickup. It, was a, it wasn't like someone's pickup, it was a training. But when it stopped, I was blown away that that system was able to bring such a huge vehicle, that weight at 45 mile prior to a stop as quickly as it did. And it does like three different things. It disengages the throttle, it applies the engine brake, and then it applies the bus's brakes and is able to bring that thing to stop before it hits the pickup. And it was <clears throat> it was very cool. And the first ones I sold to a district, they wanted me to test it out. And I was reluctant because it was a brand new bus I just delivered to them. 
And I'm glad I didn't because come to find out when I got back to the yard, I was like, something's not right. I was looking at the screen and the, the radar wasn't cl- uh, calibrated properly, <laughs> which means I would have hit a vehicle if I would have tried it. So I sent it back to the shop, got it recalibrated and then got with our, our dealership and told them like, we have to figure out a process to go in and check all these systems before they ever go to school because people assume they're going to work when they get there as they should. So we have to figure out a way to, to check these without actually driving up to a car and letting it stop for us. So they did. They implemented a new process to to inspect them before they ever left our lot. But anyway, just stuff like that. Right? And then the, the, the GPS and, and run right. I mean, it's such a cool system to have as a parent. I wish I actually got to experience it on my end. I didn't. And um, yeah, there's just a ton of things. I mean, when I got into this, camera systems wasn't even really a thing. If someone ordered a camera system, you're like, oh, God, what do you want a camera system on your bus for? It's ridiculous. So there's nothing. It was just a shell of a bus when I got into this. And now you've got GPS and camera systems and tablets and all these different things. And the AC systems are phenomenal now. So, And then now you're moving into electric bus and liquid springs and all the different technologies coming to buses is very exciting. I've taken up too much time, so next. <laughs> yeah. Brigitte and Marissa, got uh, maybe your, some just some thoughts on what you're excited for going forward? I'd echo Chad and some of the safety things that are coming down the pipeline, along with like the parent tracking, and then also things that are keeping bus drivers safe, Any anything like that. There's a lot of interesting technologies coming in that realm. Um, but again, like Dima, when we're at conferences, I never get enough time to go walk around the room and see all these things. I see different camera companies and and I'd love maybe at one conference, I need to set aside some time to go go check some things out because I always see, you know, a, a new a new company that I'm not familiar with. So I'll definitely have to do some research on the tech side, Jason. I might come back <laughs> with a different answer next time I talk to you. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Uh- so based on how I started this work, right, I was working in um, transportation for students with special needs. So, of course, I'm echoing what others are saying about safety. That's so important. I'm also really excited about the advancements just in um, access to buses and access to getting on the bus and staying on the bus for students who need that support. Right. So um, the development of better lifts, um, hydraulic lifts for wheelchairs and students with mobility needs, the development of different types of um, seatbelts and different straps and, and ways to keep kids who, um, you know, don't have as much body awareness or awareness in physical space and need that extra support on the bus. Um, things that feel less restrictive, but still keep kids safe in that way. That Those are very exciting developments to me. Like I said, that uh, just where transportation has exponentially grown in what is offered in the interior and exterior of a school bus in the last 10 years is uh, pretty amazing. Just how quickly... Um, you know, the like the world kind of latches onto it, and uh, we're even seeing cameras, you know, like stop arm cameras now to really stop, you know, or to that are ticketing motorists. Um, I did a podcast with a company called Bus Patrol um, about a year and a half ago that they actually had a district um, approve it, and then they're working with the municipality to, to like cite people who are running stop arms. So um, there's a lot that that's really 
uh, intriguing that's that's going into it. But um, yeah, I like I said, I I think it only gets better and better, and I definitely encourage you guys to, you know, set aside some time during conference season to you know step out and take a few 10, 15 minutes just to walk around and check out all the booths. Even if you don't get to talk to people, just to kind of see the different things that are out there, it's pretty pretty cool. So uh, just going to wrap it up here. I appreciate you guys being uh, willing to take a t- time out of your day, and hopefully we're not keeping you from customers and whatnot. Marissa, thank you for um, putting it together. You guys thank Keith and um, letting – you know, I'm excited to see your guys' journey, um, hopefully with – him for a long time so maybe he'll get an opportunity to send you guys out to arizona uh next conference when we're here in flagstaff in june um but thank you again chad you got anything um great job guys uh, i really like it again i wish i would get to experience it you know firsthand as a parent but i look forward to seeing districts with it and and getting more involved and just seeing how it operates and how they program and one. like I say, I, I do like to know system um, just so I have input with other districts as they get frustrated with something they have currently have or whatever, or if they have an issue, be able to say, well, you know, you're doing something wrong here, you know, and that's happened before as well on different things. But so no, it's a great job. And I think it's, it's been needed for a long time. I'm glad it's becoming more and more prevalent on buses across the country. I don't know about like Oklahoma where I'm from. They're probably still using maps and two-way radios and, you know, old barn locations. But it's nice to see it. Uh, It's good for the kids. It's great for the parents. I mean, safety is key when it comes to school bus, period, end of discussion. Safety first. And I think this helps, you know, the kids be safer getting home in this new world we're in. So parents their kids are safe is important as well. So great job. Look forward to meeting you guys. And yes, come to TA. It's a lot of fun. And uh, hopefully Keith will send you guys out here and we can get you some more work out here in Arizona. Yeah. And Washington. We're also in Washington. Also, I don't know if this is supposed to be news or not, but we're working on, we actually are signed paperwork. We acquire another dealership, which will make us the largest IC dealer in the nation in cells and the second largest truck dealer in the nation so you better be nice to me guys (laughs) pretty big news there yeah no i think we're all gonna figure out how to work together and so appreciate you guys being here and i'll uh sign close it up uh hopefully good luck to everybody in your school years that you're getting ready to start Uh, i know the east coast has another month or so but uh arizona will be kicking loose here full full go in the next week so uh for everybody listening good luck and we'll talk to you next time thank you thank you guys thank you take care thanks you've been listening to hey bus driver thanks for being part of our community if you're a student transportation professional you are part of our family The show is coming to a close, but you can reach out online. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Hey Bus Driver Podcast. And check out the website at www.heybusdriver.com. Till next time, this is Hey Bus Driver, signing off.